Today is a performing arts themed day. Very exciting. Because if you look at the history of Central High School in regards to musicians and Academy Award winners, again, a downtown high school that not only is really good academically and not really and really good athletically, is also really good in performing arts. And that takes a lot of people. And there have been a number of people that have played a role in regards to Central's music and instrumental and drama portions and, and playing that very important role of making sure the downtown high school is as good as anybody can be. Because I do know if we're not the best, we're working to be the best because I know that was these guys' themes. So today we are gonna be talking to Bob McMean. Bob, who was department head for the music, right? From yes. years? From 70 to 88. 70, 1970 to 1988, and then Pete Wilger? Uh, 93 to 2018. Okay, so we're talking almost 50 years of experience. They also spent some time, I think, Bob, you were only with, uh, well, we'll talk about that, but okay. let's get started. A little background about you, Robert McMain. Where'd you come from? Yeah. Okay. School. How'd you end up at Central? Where'd you start before Central? Hang on. Uh, I grew up in Northeast Lincoln and uh, went to Lincoln Northeast High School and attended Nebraska Wesleyan. And uh, there. <laughs> One of the Plainsmen, right? Right. And uh, that's where I grew up. I worked with a few voice teachers that taught me how to be a gentleman. So that helped me a great deal. And uh, I was very happy to be, to find a job at David City, Nebraska, David City Public Schools, teaching K through 12 my first time out. Frankly, I really, as far as K through about Six, I didn't know what I was doing, but they loved it. <laughs> so uh, we, we just went for it, and it was just an ego boost to walk in the room and everybody go, oh, Mr. McMain's here. And so we did a lot of fun things. Went from David City to York, Nebraska, and did five years at York teaching uh, junior high and high school vocal music. Enjoyed it a great deal. We had a nice program there. Uh, and then uh, I began to feel the need to maybe look at some other schools. And uh, I did uh, stop by Lincoln and talk with them and they offered me a junior high and I thought I'm not a junior high teacher. And so I went on and thanks to Cliff Dale and a few other guys that had been in York and were now in the Omaha Public Schools, I was hired and placed in Central High School in the dream job for the core director. Uh, loved it, loved it. Felt overwhelmed a little bit at the beginning, but uh, thanks to the students, uh, I managed and uh, they brought me along. And one other person that I have to mention now was uh, Pat Allender. Pat Allender and I. Yes, yes. We worked together for 20 years. Every day, uh, almost every day, once in a while, one of us would miss. I have to talk about 
when Pat Allender was this, and the Acapella people would walk into the room, and more than once I heard, oh no, Mrs. Allender has gone. <laughs> my piano skills are just awful. And uh, so we work on parts and that sort of thing. But anyway, Pat Allender was my mentor, uh, really. She, she was just there. We became a team. I didn't have to say, Pat, I wanted to go like this. All I did was with my hand suggest what we were gonna do, and she was there. So I can't praise her enough. How about you, Pete? Background? So I'm a Brian grad, and somehow I ended up here at Central, right? So yeah, and I went to UNL. I graduated from UNL, and I got a job at UTN, Nebraska. So I was at the five through 12, so I didn't know that, you know, I did all the instrumental five through 12. I learned a lot at that job. And then I got the opportunity to interview with Doc in the summer of 91, and I got hired at Central High School. And at that time, it was myself, vocal teacher and uh, Peggy and Larry Hausman, those of you might remember. So that was, and we were the music and the um, drama department. And then as it kept going and going through administrations and stuff, because there was actually a lot of administrators. I think you were there, uh, was Doc the only? He was the only yeah. administrator I got to work with. Well, I don't know, it says something about me. I think I went through six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> Department head, and 
I know that it was part of a study, the Peter Principle study. I know it was, because there it was. I had just gotten into counseling, and now I was department head. And I loved it. I loved the people that were in the counseling department. Uh, I could have been a counselor my whole career, too, because it was very enjoyable. When I'm glad I wasn't. I, I, I could sit and talk about my wonderful experiences with choir members forever. Just the thrill of standing and watching the choir members come into the room was enough for me. There's so many wonderful personalities every year. So that's, I'll drop off for a while because you got your hand out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bob, I want to come back to you, but I want, Central is an acapella school. It is very traditional in how it approaches music. Yeah. Okay. And you see today a number of high schools who do show choir and they are kind of performances and, you know, and, and, hey, I'm all about acapella, dude. <laughs> uh, how did this come about and why does this continue to hold? Because when you hear Brian talk so passionately, and our kids still talk that way. I know Ed has a, got a daughter who's very involved in the vocal and had it in the instrumental, which we'll get to, but talk about the acapella style, where it came from and why it's such an institution at Central. Well, I wish I could remember names. Peggy, you may have to jump in here. But back in the 30s, in my memory, uh, not my memory, but historically I looked it up. A, a fantastic nationwide respected choral director created the concept of the acapella choir. And it truly was unaccompanied acapella choir. And it grew, and now, Peggy, I can't remember the choral director you had. I just couldn't get it out of my mind. Elsie did a fantastic job of continuing the acapella practice and building on it. And then uh, between Elsie and me, uh, there was uh, yeah, Rod Walker. And I'm getting there, but anyway, Rod Walker and a gentleman that went to Westside that'll come to me in a moment or two. Anyway, everyone just chose to keep that approach to choral singing. We all chose to keep the large choir, the traditional, I don't mean to get in anything here, but Western European type choral music. We also look for other arrangements, and I would say that I was lucky enough to have a student teacher who was, who was fantastic at doing gospel, and he taught some gospel, and my friend, I gotta mention her now, Lily Faye Johnson was the counselor at Central, and she would come down and teach gospel for me so that we would have that experience because you know anybody that had me, you know, I would just murder. So I just stayed away from it. So. Anyway, Lily Faye was a 
lifesaver. And when I went into counseling, she was a counselor. So Pete, we kind of had an interesting discussion in regards to band. And I learned some things yes. from you. That maybe the band was not in great such a great position than when I took over. And I know it wasn't because Doc wasn't giving you guys plenty of money, because I knew uh, he was lavishing dollars on performing arts, as I recall. No. When he'd ask for the rebate at the end of the year for the $50 he gave you to run the departments. <laughs> Where's that 45? I'll put it back. Um, talk, about the, talk about band when you came to Central and where you left it sure. at the end of last year. Yeah. Well, when I came in, I saw the numbers, and there were about 80, and, uh, 80 students in the band, and there were about 20 students in the orchestra. And um, I don't know, I, I showed up and I walked in, there was like 100 the first day. So I don't know, maybe they just thought, they wanted to find out what I was. But, Probably but, the guidance department. Yes, we yes. We put them all in there. That's, That's right. Just yeah. keep quiet. So, and that just kept growing and growing. But you know, Central had a great tradition of orchestras. And you know, and this, this is history. Right. But back in the 60s, they had, a lot of times, the um, orchestra director was the youth symphony conductor. I don't know if you knew that. And so, you know, there was a great orchestra, orchestral tradition that was born there too. And that's that's part of it too. So, and then the last year, our, my last year at Central, we had 92 students in the orchestra and 140 in the band. So, which is the largest band in orchestra? Yeah. yeah. And then, then we had uh, 75 guitar students because we added that to the curriculum. So, yeah, yeah, so we definitely needed that, that addition, that's for sure. You um, added teachers, too. Yeah, and that's what I mentioned also, too, that, that we were able to do that through administration, because there was just two of us, you know, at the beginning of it, and now there's uh, four and a half. So that makes a huge difference for the students. And I, I do want to mention, and Bob talked about this, but we talked about this last uh, week, that that whole department, especially when you're talking about roadshow, and musical, you got a family thing going on. I mean, you might have families within the, the band and orchestra and, the, and choir, but then when you came together and did those big performing arts things, you know, everybody was pulling for each other. So that was really a cool, cool thing to be a part of because the musical was huge, always huge, and then roadshow, you know, we're the only ones that do that roadshow. So that's, that's a unique part of that. So let's talk about those events. So. You guys do a musical. You have certain concerts that you do. You have road show. You have spring play out of the drama department, as I recall. Yeah. What were the favorite events? What were the not so favorite events? Oh, they were all favorites, right? Yes. That's, well, really, that's the problem. Uh, I I enjoyed all of them. I didn't particularly enjoy the long evenings when you got down to the last week or week and a half and. We were there till nine o'clock or so, and uh, wondering if things would ever fit together. And uh, but otherwise, I enjoy them all. And Roadshow, over the years, some some of the acts in Roadshow still blow my mind. I'm going to go to one. Okay. When I so early on in the '70s, someplace, ROTC originally had had Roadshow, but there was an ROTC group 
Uh, Mark, one way I want to say, anyway, precision marching. Yeah. 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 And they, they just amazed me. I was agog. I, they would stand at corners of the stage, throw the rifles over their back, and the guy at the other corner would catch them over his back. Now, how they did that, I don't know. And then they went to blue lighting, and it was just fantastic. But anyway, that was one of And the dancers, I saw so many wonderful dancers. And we've had performers that went from Roadshow and from Central to professional careers. And the other part of that too was that it was such a cross section of the students, especially as when I was around doing this, because you get kids from Nepal and Nepalese dances, and you get you know you get gospel choirs, you get people playing classical instruments, uh, dancing um, rap. I mean, it was just rock such bands. A, yeah, rock bands. It was such a cross section. You really got to see that whole, that was a snapshot of Central right there. And they got to see, you know, the choir sing or the jazz band play. So it was a really unique experience that that is truly Central, yeah, truly Central. So let's go, uh, as we get kind of down here to the bottom of these questions, and we never get through all of these, but I do want to hit this part because you guys were both department chairs. And a lot of people don't understand the significance of the department chair. I started my career as a department chair at Central High School. In many ways, it's almost like being a mini principal. You have a number of staff who work for you, you are responsible, you have the budget, and you have to account. And so, as a department chair, I know what it was to be in business marketing. What was your take as being a department chair of the music department and the performing arts department? Because I think, Pete, you were the one who kind of included the other pieces in that. I know you got to work with the principal, the assistant principals, the schedules. Can you speak to some of that? Well, as far as being the music department head, I was not the greatest. I went to all the department head meetings, and I kept track. And of course, when we were working, we usually had maybe four people in the whole music department. I sometimes would have someone come in and assist and take the junior choir, etc., and had some fantastic people in that regard. But Pete would tell you, I didn't go down to Pete and say, we're going to have a department head meeting, what, what is your concern? If we didn't talk to each other during our friendship moments, I would just attend, speak up for the performing arts department, and uh, let it go at that. If there was some concern, I would hope they would come to me. Okay, before you go, I want you to address something we talked about, which is one of the real challenges of performing arts. It's a very expensive program. It takes a lot of money to operate this situation. And well, you mentioned that that was <laughs> one of the biggest issues you had in regards to that position. The only, the only time I dreaded going into Doc's office was to go in after the musical and explain why we didn't make money. <laughs> and uh, there was, you just go through all the expenses of putting on a musical and it's hard to make money. Uh, even when I gave him reasonable 
ideas like, well, it only costs us four or five dollars for every person in there. So you take that, all the orchestra and the stage yeah. crew and the this and that. Doc didn't buy that. And so uh, that was a kind of a Bob, Bob, Bob moment. And then we went, we went on. But that was the only time. I have to say now, Doc was just a fantastic principal. And I was lucky to, enough to be with him for all but one year. When I started, I had one year with J. Arthur Nelson. And uh, you just. I bet you didn't lose any money that year. <laughs> I don't think we did. And that was a different era in a way. But anyway, I met with him just once, and it was just to find out if I had enough guts to sit and talk to him. <laughs> Pete, how about you? Um, you know, as we kept going through the years, and it is, you know, the, the vocal department, probably not as much because you got to buy those instruments. They get really expensive. I mean, you can spend 10, 15 grand on one instrument. So that's a lot of money to spend on, you know, and to justify it and be able to work with that. And OPS did not have a de depreciation schedule. So if they bought a baritone in 1967, that baritone was going to last forever. <laughs> That's honestly, yeah, yeah. So, so or whatever, you know, insert instrument. So we had to be very creative and you know uh, work with them. And Doc was able to get me some help with uh, when we had an orchestra. He was able to get that. So he was the beginning of the staff help. And then we kept going through. And really, the I was there when the foundation really got started. You know, in the late nineties. So I was able to see the. the I was able to reap the benefits of that because uh, uh, Jerry's not here today, but he called me in his office and said, you know, you made a wish list. How would you like to, you know, it was, it, you did a great job. And I, I don't want to get too far into it, but it was a, you know, a six-figure wish list. And we were able to grant that in the early 2000s. So that was an amazing moment for me. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And then the other administrators, you know, help us get uniforms. I mean, I remember Keith, we were getting ready to play for the Nebraska Music Educators. And we were trying to get our new uniforms. We were up for it. And literally, Keith calls the uniform guy and tells him, hey, we need to have it at this point. And we got it two weeks before we, we had to play, because we didn't want to go out there and, you know, not He wasn't going to do it, was he? No, no, no. he wasn't. I do, I do remember that. Yeah. So, so, you know, the neat part that. about it is that you have you know, I do want to mention, students don't necessarily come to Central. I am not naive to think that students come to Central for the music or the drama. It's because of the high academics. And most of the time, the kids that are the smartest are in music and drama. They really are, or the arts. They just, it's just a high correlation. So those students would come to us. And the, the parents would be really supportive. I got a great um, rapport with uh, our band parent organization all through the years. And Doc helped get that started with me, and I just said, and he just let me run with it. And that, and then the community itself valued the arts. So, you know, it's a great place to be and spend your career because you knew people got it. They wanted to be able to be a part of something that was that was great for their students, be a family. Because I did talk to Keith about this. Kids come from all over the city. You know, when I talk to my colleagues out in the suburbs, yeah, that kid knows when he's in sixth grade, he's going to go here for middle school, and then he's going to go here for the high school. Well, you can talk to a kid in OPS, and you know, I don't know where I'm going to go to middle school. No, I don't know where I'm going to go to high school. So you have to create that 
that family within the department. So the upperclassmen, with you know, I always talk to them about creating that you know the mentor and and the cult of of cult, culture. culture culture yeah well, maybe a cult sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that was rumored <laughs> yeah. but you know to get you to the to get everybody to buy into it because that's part of the I remember Ed telling us he doesn't you don't care how much you know you need to know how much you care and that was something that uh, the kids always knew when they were in our department. I want to add to what you just said. I remember years when my acapella choir membership ranged from north of 680, south, way into the South High School District, out to 144th Street on the west, and then, of course, the Dundee Benson area was very good area for us. So it was just wonderful. And again, it's like Pete said, we all came together, we shared music, we stood together to, re to warm up, we sat on the edges of our chairs, even when we went to All City and nobody else sat up on the edge <laughs> of their chairs. The Central High students sat on the edges of the chairs because that was the best way to sing. And uh, it was just a wonderful melting of wonderful people from all over the city. Well, you can tell we've been pretty lucky. We've got a couple of passionate, and, and it continues today. Sarah Cowan, if you've met Sarah, and obviously the Bomas are there, and, and, and you know we have Peggy here. And I mean, it's just a tradition that the performing arts are something critical in regards to the success of the overall individual. It's recognized. We understand academics are what brought kids to Central, but it is that well-roundedness, and you gotta have great people that deliver that. Before we get this finished up, you guys gotta, I told you your assignment. Now, Brian, you did get a four, which is the highest and the standards-based grading you could get. In fact, somebody wants to publish that. So, uh, congratulations, you did well. We'll see if your former mentors to your mentor, who to your wife, uh, can do as well. I asked you guys to think of your best Central High story. And it could be in the music room, it could have been something that happened, it could be a Doc Muller story, a Jay Arthur story, a, an Ed Bennett story. Uh, <laughs> Keith Bigsby's? No, I'm not <laughs> I told you that. So, give us your best story. First of all, I want to touch on, on 145. When I got to Central, 145 was the old auditorium with old seats in the back and it slanted down like this and the director and the pianist sat on a little stage up front and the singers sat in wooden chairs and slanted down towards the bottom of there. So, thanks to Doc, the two of us got together and said, this is what we should do with this room. And This uh, was before musical. Well, yeah, yeah. so I didn't have much power after the musical, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we, I told him what I wanted. He brought in uh, an architect and created 145, which at the time was the finest choral room in the city of Omaha. No doubt, it was just 
accident. Acoustics by chance happened, and uh, we had everything we needed there. Now, my last story. Doc, are you listening? Okay. When I was in counseling, I, as I've said, Faye Johnson was my friend, and we talk often. And she said to me one day, you know, Doc called me in and said, Faye, you are always late. And I said to Doc, well, Doc, you've got a problem. <laughs> Never did get rid of that problem. <laughs> she was a good problem. Yes, she um, was. A couple of fondest, my fondest memory really is when they opened the stadium in 2005. Because that, that whole thing took from like 2004 to 2005, I don't know if you realize that, the Heritage Foundation was part of that. And they helped, they just helped with the opening. So here's um, Tom Osborne, right? Ben Nelson was there. Um, it's, it wasn't, uh, no offense to our athletic people, it wasn't a game that you opened up the stadium. It was an opening of the stadium. And it had been raining and thunderstorming and we're in the auditorium waiting, and Susie, Susie is there, and Warren is sitting in the, the auditorium just waiting patiently, and Susie's on the phone, and she comes to me and she says, hey, I just called Bill Ramby, and he says we're gonna have an opening. And literally, <laughs> in, the, in the, a break in the weather, and so we're all getting ready to go down to the stadium, and that is just, you know, we were doing that with the UNO band, we got with the UNO band because we'd been off the field for three years. You know, we had the 35 portables, those of you who might remember that, over in the Jocelyn parking lot, and just, it was just something else. So here we have this brand new stadium, the UNO band, you know, it's raining, and we get the break in the weather, and we're marching down. And Sharon Smith, um, who was the assistant choir director at that time, just had tears coming down her eyes because the band's, uh, you know, cadencing down. And it was just an amazing, amazing moment in Central High School. And then just, just something else that was really um, cool that you should know about, I don't know how many of you know this, but in 2015, the music department was recognized as an exemplary program by Nebraska Music Educators, okay? 2016, Ed was recognized as an arts supporting principal, okay? By the Nebraska Music Educators, outstanding principal. And 2017? Yeah, 2017. Sorry, I was lucky enough to get the Nebraska Music Educator of the Year. So that was like three years in a row. That was you guys. Your support has made that happen. And people around, so they finally shut us down. I don't think we got anything this year. And they were not real happy because we had swept it three years. So those are a couple of really cool memories of Central High School. And it was, it's all because of the, you know, the alumni, the amazing energy that you have in, as a school, really is. So my favorite moment, and it was the same favorite moment, and it still brings me to tears, is at the end of the uh, senior recognition, when the acapella choir comes up, and I believe it is, may the Lord, Brian, help me out. John Rodgers, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Uh -huh. If you've never heard that sung by Central High Acapella, it is just, unbelievably moving. 
and that I, every year, as I'm a part of this, whether I was principal or a teacher or a department head or a parent, would break down in tears. It makes me cry just thinking about what, I think Brian talked about, the, the uniqueness of this institution in regards to its tradition, that there is nothing like this anywhere in this country left. There are no more downtown high schools. They don't exist in a comprehensive <coughs> open enrollment format where anybody can come. And that the reward is that if you give the effort, if you give the energy, if you give the passion, the return will be a lifetime membership in a very special community, which is Central High School and the Eagles. So let's give these two gentlemen a round of applause. And I believe this passing period is over.